Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. be the glory sweet presence of the Holy Ghost in the house here today sweet presence of the Holy Ghost been waiting uh, to get here and uh, really not knowing where the Lord wanted to go and then yesterday just sitting in the chair in the hotel the Lord just begin to drop some things into my spirit again last night when we got home and then again this morning so you just let me you just let me talk to us a little bit today I think the Lord's going to touch people music team and praise team worship team y'all done phenomenal today y'all done phenomenal my boy said it but I just be in trouble with Jesus if I don't say it how many loves you pastor you love your pastor's wife and their family. You got to have a man of God in your life. Got to have a man of God. The Bible says, I am the Lord and there is no one else. He said, there is no God beside me. He said, I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. I girded thee, even though you didn't know me. He said that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. He said, I am the Lord, and there is none else. He said, I formed the light, listen closely, and I created darkness. I formed the light and I created darkness. I made peace and I created evil. I, the Lord, do all things. You think about that. I formed the light and I created darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, not the devil, not your neighbor, not the church next door, but I, the Lord, do all these things. Let me just stick with what I got wrote down here. I don't want a rabbit chase, but let me preach just for a few moments. The title might seem a little sad, but it'll come around, all right? I'm going to preach just for the next few moments. The God of darkness. He said, what? I ain't a lot of faith into that. Just hang in here with me. The God of darkness. Are you all right with that? Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you look better than I do. All right. You can be seated if you would like. We live in a world where people want 
instant satisfaction. I'll say that again. We live in a world where people want instant satisfaction. In fact, patience is no longer viewed as a virtue, but in fact, no one wants to wait. No one wants to hang on. No one wants to wait a minute. No one, I mean, we want to treat God like, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A. Hurry up and order, get it, and him say, my pleasure. I mean, you can have people at Chick-fil-A so mad, and they still going to say, my pleasure. Uh, you can ask for more sauce, and they say, my pleasure. You can ask for another refill, and they'll say, my pleasure. You can say, that sandwich is nasty, my pleasure. Would you like another one? That's how we want to treat God. We want to tell him, and all we ever want to hear from him is, it's my pleasure to do what you're asking. In fact... We want to complain about the hustle and the bustle and the fast place of the living in the world. In fact, when our very own expectations is, is that I want God and I want him to do it right now. And if he's not doing it right now, then there must be something wrong with the Lord. In fact, everybody likes to shout. I said it here before, but I'll say it again because it's worth saying. Everybody likes to shout about miracles, but just nobody wants to be the volunteer to be sick or diseased or crippled so they can be a vessel that a miracle comes to. Everybody wants to see them and feel them and hear them, but nobody wants to be the one that it comes to that God can show how strong he really is. Can I tell somebody in the building he is a God of darkness? No one, here we go, wants to have financial difficulties uh, so that they can testify uh, about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord uh, will provide. Nobody wants to be in a storm of their life so that they confirm that he is Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord of peace. In fact, I would seriously doubt in the building if we would have a truth-telling people today that if I ask, uh, is there anybody want to have some hardships in your life? Is there anybody want to go through some problems? And Anybody want hell to break loose in your life so that you could tell somebody that he was Jesus? and Jehovah Nisa, which was God my banner. In fact, when I begin to read about Paul, I read that he was shipwrecked. I read that he was beaten and I read that he was thrown into jail and I read that he was persecuted and most of the New Testament was written while he was in prison. And I only read in one place where it finally gets a miracle and it happened to him while he was in jail. But look at all what he wrote. He was in distraught. He was having problems. He was having situations come against him. But there was something in his spirit said I might be writing about the God of darkness but I know that one day he's going to be my light. I know he's going to be my helper. I know he's going to be my provider. Can I tell somebody he formed the light but he created darkness. I read about the apostle Paul how many died a horrible death while serving a God that they believed had all power to deliver? What happens, uh, I'm gonna just talk to the church a little bit today. What happens to our faith and what happens to our joy and what happens to our self-will when uh, you begin to 
pray and nothing happens or you begin to ask God and it seems like it's getting worse or you begin to fast till your belly button touches your backbone and it seems like God is not even hearing you. What happens to our faith and our joy when we lose our job or we lose a family member or somebody gets sick or your bank account goes into the negative? I'm preaching to this house that the same God that brought joy and the same God that brought peace and the same God that took care of every situation is the same God that can help you when you're going through hell. Can I tell somebody he's a God of darkness? Can I tell somebody he's alive and well? Can I tell somebody he knows where you're at? He knows your name. He knows what's going on in your body, your mind, and your spirit. That scripture that I read to you, the word, the Bible said the word of the Lord came to Isaiah and he said unto Isaiah, he said, I want you to get your scroll out. He said, I've got a word that I want somebody to hear in the house today. Can I tell somebody in this building, open your ears and listen to what that word of God said. That word of God said, I formed the light and I created the darkness. I make peace and I created evil and the Lord he said I do all these things all I'm telling is God said I'm going to look for a vessel that I can flow through I'm going to look for a vessel that I can move through I might create a little darkness but I know exactly where I'm going can I tell somebody just because you're going through hell don't stop now heaven's on the other side just because you're having problems now. Don't throw in the towel now. Heaven's on the other side. Just because there's a situation now. I promise you God has not forsake you. God has not left you. He is the God of darkness. Jesus answered. He passed by. Bible said he saw a man which was blind at his birth. And the disciples asked him, said, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? Bible said he was born blind. And Jesus answered and said, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. This ain't going to sound cute and it ain't going to sound good, but it's going to be the truth. Sometime, God's letting you go through a little hell now so that you can experience a little heaven later. Can I tell somebody this world is not my home? I'm just passing through. I'm not going to let the things of this world dictate my life. I'm not going to let the things of this world dictate my family. I'm not going to let the things of this world dictate how I'm going to live. I'm telling you, God said I created that darkness. <laughs> kind of like the old saying that none of us believe. Pastor, if you ever see me doing something wrong, Please tell me. Well, I'm glad you said that. Let me tell you what I saw. Why are you going to say that? I was only kidding. Don't be pulling out my laundry. When really he ain't pulling out the laundry. You know what? I'd rather 
Be like that scripture. Go before me, Lord, and make crooked places straight. I want to get to my destination quicker. I fight with GPS constantly in my truck. I, I accuse my wife of going a different way so she can stop by TJ Maxx. I mean, I try to figure out the quickest way everywhere. I got even some that says, you will take a dirt road. I'm like, I don't care. I want the quickest way. I'm telling God, you know what, God? Go before me and make those crooked places straight. God, lead me and guide me into what you have me. I know what some people say. Well, you're just a preacher up there. I might just be the preacher up there, but I'm telling you, I've been through enough hell that I'm, I'm expecting a little heaven. I've been through enough junk that I'm expecting to get a little reprieve. And can I say something else? Sometime I brought that on myself. Disciples had walked with the Lord. They looked at trouble. Listen, they looked at trouble as sin when they really didn't know him and the power that he possessed. Don't always look at trouble as sin. Don't always look at problems as the devil's on my back. Some things it might be because it's trying to be a wake-up call so you can hear well done, thou good and faithful servant one day, instead of just being well done. Quit letting the devil zap your faith because you run into a little trouble. I'll say it again. Sometimes the trouble is there so that we can witness the greatness of God. I think some people never get a miracle because God's not for sure if he's going to get the glory. I think some kind God don't answer prayers because he's not for sure if he's going to get the glory. God said, in this instance, I'm a jealous God and I'm not giving my glory to no other. When I work it out for you, you better shout, dance, buck, snort, holler, scream, roll, and thank because I'm the one stuck my neck out on the line for you. He's the God of darkness. Jesus taught his disciples some things that look like trouble is really only a setup for a miracle. I'll give you a good title. One of you preachers will preach it. Here's a great title. Sometimes setbacks are setups in disguise. Whoever preaches that, send me my percentage. Think about the story. This was a grown man that had lived his entire life blind so that one day Jesus would walk by and show his power. Well, we read about Job. I don't care who you are. You shake your head. you like, boy, that Job, that joker, he was going through it. I mean, it ain't even a good, it ain't even a good, it ain't even a good book in the Bible. Them, that dude's in trouble. But the way he was looking at things apparently wasn't through my eyes. The way he was looking at things, he was looking at things through the eyes of the Lord. You got to ask yourself if you're in the dilemma of your life, 
Am I looking at it through these fleshly eyes or am I looking at this through the eyes of the Lord? Could it be that I'm going through something because God is trying to save me? Got to ask yourself, do I have enough faith to live through the darkness in order one day to allow the glory of the Lord to be displayed through me? I'm telling you, God literally wants to keep people under the shadows of his wings. Jesus speaking, he says, as long as I am in the world, he said, I am the light of the world. Here was a man sitting in darkness. Physically and probably spiritually. Sitting in darkness while Jesus, the light of the world, was helping other people. You ever notice if you're human and you are? Thank the Lord. I know we got new UFOs coming. That's what Fox News said. But everybody here is human. Everybody here is human. Can you imagine in your human, everybody else getting things. You're praying. You're fasting. You're talking out. You're trying to live the best of your ability. Living for God. And other people are being blessed. Other people are good. I don't care who you are. There's something inside of you. Well, my old friend, old brother Godwin, my boom shakalaka, he preaches a sermon. Can anybody be happy for me? Huh? Somebody else being blessed, we got to find out why. Somebody else gets a raise, we want to know why. Somebody gets a new car, why'd they get a new car? Somebody gets a new house, why'd that happen? Somebody was sick and the Lord heals them and you can't even get rid of a common cold. And you're thinking, what? When really, sometimes the Lord, I'm telling you, sometimes I really feel like the Lord is just saying, you know what? You don't work on my timetable. I'm going, I got something happening right now in my own family. And I'm saying, I'm saying, come on, Lord. I'm as faithful as Tom's turkey, buddy. I'm doing everything right. And these people are of the devil. Yes, sir. These people won't leave me alone. Come on. And I'm thinking in my mind, if I be doing something wrong, might be a little issue on that. But I ain't doing nothing wrong. I said, Lord, I'm so close to perfect right now, I got to do something wrong just so my feet don't leave the ground. <laughs> I know some of y'all feel the same way out there. <laughs> but I've learned something. He don't work on my timing. He doesn't work on my time schedule. He he doesn't do it like I think that he ought to do it because, again, I'll say, he wants to make sure that when he pulls the plug, he wants to make sure when he does it that he's the only one that's going to get the glory. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I'll say it again, I'm the light of the world. While the man's sitting in darkness all the time, Jesus healing other people. But you got to look just a few chapters earlier. Jesus had turned water to wine. He had communed with the woman of Samaria. 
He had healed the sick of infirmity. He fed the multitude multitude of five loaves and two fishes, forgave a woman that was caught in adultery, and yet the blind guy saying, I know he's doing all that, but I still can't see. See, God isn't just the God of light. Sometimes he's also the God of darkness. Sometimes he's the God of darkness. Somebody hear me in this house. You've been praying and you've been getting no answers. I'm telling you what I know in the Holy Ghost today. You've been saying, I don't even know if he's hearing me. I'm telling you, he's hearing you. I don't know if he's understanding where I'm coming from. I'm telling you now, he understands where you're coming from. But the enemy, I don't want to give him no credit, but I do like to expose him for what he is. The enemy has got you believing that God's not hearing you and he doesn't care. And I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pits of hell. I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord is about to manifest himself. And the Bible said, he said unto him, go and wash in the pool. Every, every probably person in here remembers Sunday school when I started that. Go wash in the pool of Shalom, which meant interpretation. It meant by scent. And then he goes, and then he went away, therefore, and he washed, and he came seeing. You see, when, here we go, when Jesus sends you somewhere, in the midst of your darkness, don't get discouraged. Don't get mad. Don't get upset because you're just a few steps from your greatest victory. I don't know where where Brother Tenney got it from. He was known for one-liners. I think he even wrote a book on just one-liners. But I remember him telling me one day, David, if you're going through hell, son, don't stop because heaven is on the other side. Huh? If you're going through hell, I said don't stop because it's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy to give up. It's easy just to say, well, must it be my lot in life? It's easy just to say, well, I ain't doing that no more. But when you stand up and say, no, I might be going through it right now, but something's going to change. I might be having a problem right now, but something's going to change. I I might be in a little slump right now, but things are going to turn around. It's kind of like your 401K. They say just keep investing and don't look at it until you need it. And then when you need it, Don't worry about all you lost. Just worry about how much you got left. But if you're constantly looking at it every day, you're wanting to hang yourself. God says, don't be looking at all. Just look at what I'm doing. Look at the end game. I remember Papa Lee telling me, Brother Stone King telling me, wanted to get married, thought he was going to get married. He's in his 40s, by the way. Found a Jewish woman, thought for sure. 
He was going to marry her. Went on a fast. He was going to try to compete with Jesus. He was going to fast for 40 days. And so he's on a fast. He's on 21, 22 days under no prophet of the Lord. Brother T.W. Barnes called him and said, Lee, wash your face. Get up. You'll never be married. Brother Stone King said, I stood up, washed my face, got me something to eat, called the lady and said, can't marry you. Lord said, I'd never be married, so it's over. And then the old prophet said, and here's why. He said, because at the end of life, when you hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you realized that you missed nothing. Now for everybody else, that might be a hard pill to swallow. But for him, he said, I knew then, boy, it was over for me. And settled to live how he's lived. Somebody says, so are you telling me I'm going to go? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, though, not only is he the God of light, he also created darkness. So I'll say it again. When God sent you, I know I'm taking my time today. Y'all know I normally don't preach this long, but it's okay. When God sends you somewhere in the midst of your darkness, I'll say it again. Don't get discouraged. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Don't try to place blame. Because again, you're just a few steps from probably one of your greatest miracles you'll ever experience. Read what the once blind man said when he was questioned. He said whether, they were saying, what happened? Who did this? What was going on? He just paraphrasing. Here's what he said. Whether he be a sinner or no, I don't even know. He said, but one thing I do know. That whereas, whereas I was blind, now I see. You can tell the devil, you know what? I may never understand because his ways are better than my ways and his thoughts are better than my thoughts. And I'll never maybe completely understand what all's going on, but here's what I will do. I'm going to keep my trust in the Lord. This is going to sound a little weird, but here we go. Take comfort in your dark times. Take comfort in your night times. Take comfort in the times when you feel like, oh, my Lord, I'm all alone. Because the Bible says the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. And the light that shineth in the darkness. And the Bible said, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness sometimes didn't even realize that you're still in the presence of the master. Quit trying to understand your trial. Quit trying to understand your trouble. We will never understand the work that God is doing but I'm telling you, just let him be a light that shines. The Bible says that weeping may endure for a season. But what joy is coming in the morning. 
Joy is coming in the morning. Paul said, for God, whom commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge to the glory of God. Peter begins to explain about the darkness. He said, we are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and to this marvelous light. Who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light? Understand that you seem locked in darkness and he isn't, I'll say it again, just the God of darkness. He's also the God of light. John began to write a few closing statements and here's what he said. He said, then this is the message which we have heard of him that declares unto you. People say, well, what was the word that he declared? He says, God is light. And in him there is no darkness. That's the way you go. He, what? God is light. And in him there is no darkness. You want your darkness to leave? Get in him. Let him get in you. You want that pain to leave? Get in him. And let him get in you. You want that trouble to vanish? Get in him. And let him get in you. In fact, the Bible says again, a new commandment I write unto you, which things is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and true light now shineth. And true light now shineth. You say to you, you believe he can do it? When he started that book called the Bible, he says, and the earth was without void. That's how people feel right now. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. That's how folks feel right now. But watch here. He said, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. Even him being the God of darkness, the end game is, I got light. Who in your darkness, he's still the light. In your problems, he's still the way maker, the problem solver, the soul satisfier, the body healer. Huh? The way maker. He's water when you're thirsty and bread when you're hungry. Friend that'll stick closer than a brother. A bridge over troubled water. A great intercessor of all mankind. He's light and love and longevity, but more than that, he's Lord. The God of darkness can be anything 
that you need him to be. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise in the building. I know we're not jumping and screaming and hollering and bucking and snorting, and I love all that. But I'm going to tell you what God's going to do today. God's going to heal spirits today. God's going to touch emotions today. The Lord is going to take care of situations today. And I know when I say that, I know what people say, well, man, I just hear that so much, and I believe that so much. Because you know why? I've seen him do it time and time and time and time again. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I'm telling you, God can do anything in this building. He can handle any situation in this building. God literally can do anything. So you know what we're going to do today? We're going to do things a little different today. Normally I have everybody bow their head and close their eyes. I've been here enough. Most of y'all probably could do what I do. But today we're going to do things a little different today. Today we're going to come to the front as a family. You say, well, I'm here by myself. You still got family. Look around. Today we're going to come to the front and you know what? We're going to pray for one another. Would you stand, please, if you're able? If you're not being able, you're not being rude or mean or disrespectful. You're just, you're just not able. It's all right, though. All right? You might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest. You might be next to someone you don't even know, and you're thinking, man, I ain't going by myself. Or you might think, man, I don't know if I want to go down there. Listen, ain't nobody going to pull on nobody. Ain't nobody shaking on nobody. Ain't nobody making anybody do anything they don't want to do today. But I tell you what we are going to do. We are going to repent today as a family. And we're going to pray that God begins to step into our situation. We're going to pray today that God helps us with our situation. Everybody all right with that? If you wouldn't mind, I'd like for you to step out and begin to come down here. If you don't mind, just step out and begin to come down. Folks are coming. Come all the way down. Don't stop in the halls like we normally do and, or hug the front bench like we normally do. Y'all just come on down. People coming in behind you. Folks coming in behind you. Yep. Yep, folks are coming. If you're able, if you're not able or, you know, you're having problems, don't, don't you dare get up. You just stay right where you're at. Ain't nobody going to get upset with you. No way. We don't do that here. You men and women of God that help in the altars, I want you to let the Lord today lead you to people, to pray for people. Yes. I want you to let the Lord lead you today. And, because here's why. If I'm in trouble, I want somebody to help me. Yes, if, if I Listen, if I'm going through it, I want you to go through it too. Huh? Hey, what well, that old boy said, he said, if, if you, if you, Eat bread and drink water? And he said, I, I'm going to eat bread and drink water. He said, and, and if you eat steak and drink Dr. Pepper, he said, I'm going to eat steak and drink Dr. Pepper. He said, now I'd rather just eat steak and drink Dr. Pepper, but if, if we got to do that bread and water, he said, at least I won't be by myself. <laughs> if you're going through it, I should be going through it. Come on, come on. If you're hurting, I should be hurting. Come on. 
If you're happy, I should be happy. If you need something from the Lord, I should need something from the Lord. Because you know why? We're not all here individually. We're here as a family. Huh? It's like when somebody in the community gets, in, gets hurt. Everybody hears about it within about 30 seconds now because of fake book and Twitter and all them other things. Everybody can know your business within about 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what? In the altar, in the house of the Lord, everybody ought to be able to just link up with somebody and say, you know what? I want the Lord to help me. I, I want God to do something for me. And so today, when ministry begins to go through and pray and lay hands, whatever you want from the Lord, tell him today. Whatever you need for your family, tell him today. And let's believe that he's going to do that. Let's repent as a family. Say, Lord. Forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me and refilling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Come on, I want you to begin to pray right now. Just tell the Lord whatever you want right now. Come on, begin to just maybe put your hand on your neighbor and pray for somebody right now. By the authority in the word of God. And by the power of the name Jesus, God, let them receive, God, whatever it needs. I need to pray in church. I'm not going to cheerlead you, but I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Come on, I want you to believe right now that God's going to touch people all across this building right now. God, I'm believing and standing upon that word right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God. I'm believing, God, that you're going to do great and mighty things here today, God. That's right. Come on. Believe that it's going to happen right now. That's right. Come on. Believe it's going to happen right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I'm giving you honor. I'm giving you praise and I'm giving you glory. God, I'm asking you right now to begin to touch lives all across this building right now. I'm beginning to ask you, Lord, to touch hearts and minds and spirits all across this building right now, God. God, I believe and stand upon that word. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, find somebody to pray with right now. I'm believing right now. I know we're not hooping and screaming and hollering and playing Batman music, but I'm telling you now, the Lord's touching people in the house. He's touching people in the house right now by the authority and the word of God and the power of the name Jesus. Touch lives. I'm going to put this mic down. I'm going to go pray with people right now. Come on. I want you to pray right now in the name of Jesus. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, 
God bless you.